0: Since we are going to be talking about issues of health and well-being, we wanted to make sure that you understand that this information is not intended to cure or heal anything. Everything in the presentations is the opinion of Alex Lloyd. You should always check with a licensed healthcare provider about any specific health concern you may have. Hi, I'm Dr. Alex Lloyd and welcome to The New Jesus. Uh, Before I even get into the uh, thoughts for today, I need to let you know that we are moving today uh the company and hope and i to a different home so uh it is hot in here and it's noisy out there so you may hear some of that noise as the moving is going on uh just want to let you know so if you hear something it won't uh you'll know what it is uh maybe it won't distract you too much but uh welcome to the new jesus and um let's review just a little bit and As God is my witness, I'm going to get this reviewing down to lesser and lesser time. So um, uh, these aren't so long, okay? I I just feel uh, an accountability to God to do my best to get this right and give the whole picture from all angles and um, hopefully what is the truth in love. All right, so let's review really quick. Um, The formula for the best outcome every time, and we've been talking about how uh, apparently from scripture it doesn't matter if the sin is intentional or unintentional. As long as you are living in a state of grace, which we defined last week, uh, the best outcome every time formula applies to you. You can have dual beliefs about the same thing, one love-based, one fear-based. It happens all the time. According to the latest research, about 50% of your memories, when you think back on your life and what happened, what didn't happen, whatever, approximately 50% of what you believe about your life from your memories is simply not true. And everyone I've ever talked to about that, well not everyone, but most people I've ever talked to about that would say something like, well, not me. I mean, mine's not fifty percent. Mine's maybe five percent or ten percent. No, it's not what the research says. The research indicates for most of us, if you just live your life the way your life goes, that pretty much applies to you. That 50% of what you believe about your life is in error. Typically the error is the interpretation of that memory. Meaning, uh, because my dad yelled at me and hit me, I'm worthless. Okay? Well maybe my dad did yell at me and hit me, and he did. But that never meant that I was worthless. But I lived that worthlessness for the next 15 years of my life never connected it to the thing with my dad just thought, I'm worthless. But it was from that event and memory. And when I remembered that memory it was an error because my interpretation was I'm worthless. Well, that was never the truth in that event with my dad and with so many other events in our life. Alright, so dual beliefs If we choose wrong and we're in that state of grace, God makes it as if we had chosen right. The outcome guaranteed. Blessed is the man whose sin is never counted against him. Not forgiven, not, not counted against him and then forgiven. No, 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 no. Never counted against him. And this one is Psalms, but last week we also read the one from the New Testament that says the same thing. Uh, and God never counts their sin against them. Why? Who does He count it to? Jesus. Jesus took it to the cross, paid for it, has the receipt for it. He owns it. Okay? Out of God's miracle plan of love and grace. All right? So never count it against Him. If we walk in the light, we're cleansed continually, means automatically. Um, no sin. There's only one unforgivable sin. And the unforgivable sin is I decide I don't want to be right with God and walk away. There is no unforgivable sin as far as the grace of God at any time being willing to take me back. That's the prodigal son metaphor and analogy. Alright? So, the four steps... Uh, whether intentional or unintentional, your grace covers it. If you are in that state of grace, you receive dying grace for whatever the issue is you're needing to deal with, okay? Work, uh, health, relationship, doesn't matter. You'll receive God's power to do that thing and do it c- as best you can. Uh, he will ter- turn what Satan meant for harm into good. And number four, God's will now. Your will be done, moment by moment, life. And pray without ceasing. We talked about how can can your best life include continual, long-term, chronic pain? And yes, I absolutely believe. Scripture supports that, and real life supports that. Um, and then 2 Corinthians 12, delight yourself in the Lord. Delight yourself in when people insult you when you go through hardships when you're persecuted delight in that not because you feel delight because you choose the intention of delight even if you don't feel it and if you do that he will take your weakness exchange it with his strength to do whatever needs to happen for the best for his best outcome for that situation. So it all comes down to right or wrong. Okay? Are you doing right or wrong? Are you programmed right or wrong? Are you choosing right or wrong? It boils down to right or wrong, as so many things in life do. That's our one-year-old thing. That's good, that's bad. That's right, that's wrong. Alright? Well, it really boils down to that spiritually, too. So the question we ended with last week You are living your life a certain way, right now. The question is, do you you want your life to work as best as it can? Do you want to have the best life possible for you? Or are you satisfied? with anger and frustration and low self-worth and stress and nagging health injuries, health issues, and relationships that are conflicted and just numbing yourself four hours every night with television or reading or food or alcohol or uh, pornography or something to numb yourself or to offset the pain you feel inside, all right? Well, would you like more than that? Would you like... A life of love, joy, and peace, basically regardless of your circumstances, including pain, which is always there. Well, to me, that's, what, that's God's miracle plan of love. That's what he offers, okay, as a free gift. You don't have to measure up. You don't have to do it right. He does that for you. So, right or wrong, do you want your life to work? All right, let's go to this week. Okay, again, it's all about belief in love versus fear of death, all right? And as one of those goes up, the other one goes down. As one goes down, the other goes up, all right? And what we want is belief in love to go up, 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 and our fear of death to go down, 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 down. As God says in Scripture 365 times, fear not, fear not, fear not, fear not, fear not. And love is, of course, the greatest commandment uh, against which there is no law. And how people are supposed to recognize us. Ah! Love! Yeah, that's one of those followers of Jesus guys. Alright? Okay. So, that's what it comes down to. Alright? right. Second Corinthians 5. You are a new creation. The old has been done away with. The new has come. You don't necessarily feel that, but you are, all right? And you become, as part as part of that old you dying and new you being born, the righteousness of Christ. What does that mean? It means right, right versus wrong, where we ended last week. It means God declares you right or righteous, all right? So, that takes us to Proverbs 10, which is kind of the proof text in Scripture about, okay, if you are righteous, what does that mean? What do you get if you're righteous? And there were 16 areas of life. Emotions, feelings, wisdom and knowledge, uh, success and failure. Success, I mean, as opposed to failure. Um... All of them good, okay? There's 16 areas of life discussed in Proverbs 10 where it says, if you are righteous, bam, you get this, you get this, you get this, 16 of them, all right? And if you miss those, go back. We, We discussed them last week, all right? In addition to those 16, in Matthew 5, there are nine areas of life that says you are blessed okay, by God if you are right with him, if you are in a state of grace. So 16 plus 9 equals 25 areas of life. Now, why did we add the bless from Matthew 5 to the righteousness from Proverbs 10? Because one of the righteousness from Proverbs 10 is that God will bless you, which is what Matthew 5 says, nine times. About nine areas of life. Okay? If you're a follower of Jesus, if you're right with God, you will be blessed this way, this way, this way, this way. Nine of them. Okay? Which again includes a wide range of issues in life. Some of them that seem like, uh, well, how could you be blessed or happy when you're mourning? One of them is, blessed are they who mourn. Well, it's mourning God's way versus mourning in a fear-based way. And God's way, you know you have the guaranteed outcome. Okay? You know that sin is never counted against you, but out of the grace of God, etc. So it, it changes your reality. It changes your worldview. All right? So all in all, there's 25 areas of, of life That God says, if you are right with me, if Jesus is your Lord and Savior, you have access to these. Now, doesn't mean they'll all happen immediately. Doesn't necessarily mean all 25 will happen to you in your lifetime. Maybe some will, some won't. But what God is saying is within his providence, for him to interact and turn what Satan meant for harm into good, all right, there's 25 areas that He is going to bless you, which means happy. But what kind of happy? A certain kind of happy. God's kind of happy, where you can go through pain, even in joy and peace. Where, with, if you're just living in fear, seek pleasure and avoid pain. Pretty much any time there's pain, you're not enjoying peace. You're in the opposite. You're in anxiety, stress, frustration, anger, irritation, low self-worth, I'm bad, uh, the world is against me, whatever, all right? But God says, if you're right with Him, He will bless you and declare you right and what comes with that in all these areas of life, which to me pretty much covers all of life and anything that could ever happen to you. All right, let's take a look at how this works. Um, I believe we've talked earlier, maybe uh, a number of weeks ago, about love A versus love B. All right? In love A versus love B, if I do good, if I do good, I get a check mark. If I do bad, I get an X mark, okay? And so the way we evaluate life is how many check marks versus how many X marks, okay? All right, you got that? Well, how does that determine it? Because everyone has a percentage in their mind and heart. Mine was 90% growing up. If I had 90% good check marks, I felt like I was a pretty good person. If if on the other hand, I had more than 10% X marks, I felt like I was a bad person. Or, not, or at least not a good person. I didn't measure up, all right? And everyone has a different percentage, okay? My percentage was 90%. My reality was something like this. Okay? So I would guess that most of my growing up years I had 90% X marks or closer to 90% on the X marks and closer to 10% on the check marks, all right? So what does that mean? Mean my whole life I felt like I was a bad person or or not a good person, didn't measure up, okay? Not good enough. Well, does that feel good or bad? Feels really bad, doesn't it? I'm sure some of you have experienced that. Okay, Um, now Hope, Hope, my wife, her, her chart didn't look like this. Okay, her chart, her chart looked like this. Her chart looked like that. She only had one thing she remembered in her life that she had done that was sinful as far as she could remember. One. And this is when she was 23, okay? I mean, I could have listed mine all day long. She had one. So she would feel really good about herself, right? No, wrong. How could that be? How could she feel bad about herself with with a, a chart living her life like this? Simple. I told you everyone has a different percentage. Her percentage was a hundred percent. It was perfect. So this one meant that she was a bad person and by the way She would be a bad person the rest of her life because she could never go back and change that. Okay? She had, no matter how old she had gotten, she had still stolen in her mind one little paper bag from a hardware store. And her benchmark was perfect. So no matter how many good things she did or how many bad things she didn't do, she still did not measure up because of this one back there. Alright? Now that is an absolute lie, alright, but it was her truth, even though it was wrong. It's what she experienced growing up, okay? And love A is do good, love B is, well, let me explain it this way. Love A is do good, get good, do bad, get bad, okay? Now, love B is do good, get good, do bad, and you still get good. Okay. And no matter what this is. My percentage to God is always 100% righteous. Because it's not about what I do. It has already been done for me. Even the thing I need to do later today, tomorrow, or 10 years from now. Okay? So, about 99 out of 100 people that I've worked with over 30 years, this is the paradigm they live in to determine if they're a good person or not. All right? Now, there's another paradigm. This one is love A versus love B. This one is life A versus life B. Okay? And these are interrelated depending on how you grew up. Okay? If you grew up having love poured into you, Okay? The, the studies and science says a kid growing up needs 10 positives to every one negative. The research says most kids are getting 10 negatives to every one positive, and one in every four kids is abused, either emotionally or physically, which, which is a whole different level of negative in their life than just that 10 to 1 ratio, but most people have both. Alright? So... If you've been loved really great, then you will feel significant and secure. Significance is I am a good person. I am okay. I do measure up. I'm significant. Secure is I'm safe. Okay? I am loved and I'm safe. Now that has some physical aspect if you don't have a roof over your head and are living under a bridge or in, or in a dangerous place. It also has a non-physical where you're not being abused emotionally and, and things like that, all right? So significance and security are the two pillars of your life that determine how you think, whether positive or negative, your brain chemistry, your hormones, uh, Almost everything is determined by whether in your heart you experience significance and security or insignificance and insecurity, which means I'm bad and I'm not safe, or I don't measure up and I'm not safe. Okay? So if you have love poured into you, I'm, 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 I'm a good person, I'm significant, I'm safe, and that leads to... Um, choosing life B, all right? If you were loved really well, had that 10 to 1 positive ratio, et cetera. But what if you didn't? What if you were not loved really well? You had a seven negatives to every one positive, a couple of traumas in there where you were not safe emotionally but harmed emotionally. What if that happens? Then you tend to choose life A All right. Life A is means okay. My goal and intention in life is pleasure, money, sex, um, not getting too bored, and getting to a place where I'm independent, where I can take care of myself. I can do what I want when I want. I don't have to do a lot of stuff I don't want. Okay, um, that is that is life A. All right, it leads to stress, usually constantly. All right, and that is based on the uh, on the love A life, where if I do good, I get good. If I do bad, I get bad. All right. That's what life A is be- is based on. So I'm going to control my circumstances and I'm going to pursue and get the money that I need to buy protection, to buy pleasure, uh, all kinds of stuff. Um, sex, either real or virtual for most people, all right, which is healthy or not healthy. Um, boredom, which means I'm not patient. I'm... I'm uh, when things don't go my way, I experience anger, irritation, frustration, resentment, bitterness, which is evidence of a wrong goal. Okay? And a wrong goal puts you into chronic immediate stress. All right? And I'm wanting to live my life independently so I can have pleasure, uh, maximum pleasure, minimum pain, and protect it. Okay? All right? You got that? And so, when things are going really good, I'm happy, circumstantially happy. When things are going bad, I'm angry, frustrated, low self-worth, negative. Alright? But, if I choose love B, if I've been loved well, or if I, if I heal myself and God heals me internally in my heart so that I can choose love B which is if I do good, I get good. If I do bad, I still get good because of the grace of God and I'm in a state of grace, then I can choose life B, which is dependent on what? On God. I'm giving control to Him. Not, not taking in results into my own control, making this happen regardless. Okay? So I can, and even in pain... I can choose life B, which is giving control to God, to be dependent on him, to have real safety because he he guarantees I will never be unprotected. We read, that was one of the things of righteousness we read last week, and the best outcome possible. All right? So, which are you living? Are you living love A, love B? Okay? Okay? When you do something wrong, do you feel guilt, shame, anger, condemnation, things like that? Or do you feel disappointed for a few minutes and then to thankfulness and gratitude that this has already been forgiven, you've been declared righteous and innocent, and that sin was never even assigned to you? Okay? Right? So... Whether you're living love A or love B is interrelated with whether you're choosing life A or life B. And life A is I'm going to go out there and get what I want and need. Okay? I'm going to get most pleasure, least pain. Over here, I'm going to leave the pleasure and pain to God. Okay? And I'm sure there'll be some of both. All right? But that's not my gig. I'm dependent on Him. Your will be done moment by moment. Okay, Uh, when adversity, pain, unhealthy desires hit me, I'm going to turn to God, say, I'll be delighted. I'm delighted to obey you in this, even if it's something I don't like. Jesus, please come to the forefront of my life. Manifest your life in my physical body and let you be glorified in my body and by me and the way I live my life. All right? And he will turn what Satan meant for harm into good. And even if I choose wrong, he will intervene and make it as if I chose right. Okay? That's here. Here is I've got to control and make this happen and keep this from happening in my strength. And so while I'm doing it, it's pretty much all stress until we get to the end and then, when we get to the end, if I accomplished what I wanted, got that end result, it's, "woohoo! If I did not, it's uh, Over here, I'm ready for any eventual outcome, even if it's worst- case thing, that I would most not want to happen, because I've given control to him, I've given my life to him, um, And I'm living in His grace for him to decide what is the best outcome of my life. Alright? That's not my job. Okay? Alright, so um, are you living love A or love B? Okay? Are you living life A or life B? Okay? The way this typically goes is if you're living love A, if I do good, I get good. If I do good, I, if I do bad, I get bad. If you're living love A, you'll typically choose life A because they go together. I've got to do right and I've got to not do wrong in order to get pleasure and pain and what I want in life and the things I don't want away from me, etc. If you're choosing love B, if I do good, I get good. If I do bad, I still get good because it's all the grace of God then I will tend to choose. Life all Alright? Which leads to the best outcome, real safety, dependent on Him. Yeah, pain and pleasure, but pain and pleasure that is best for me. Now, why in the world would pain be best for me? Because God wants me to keep getting better. And pain is His primary tool to do that. Alright? So, this is really... What we determine is that if we're living love A, do good, get good, do bad, get bad, then we see life A as a good life. If we're getting the end results we want. Pleasure, not pain. Enough money to do what we want, not have to do what we don't want, to buy all kinds of stuff. To buy drugs, to buy friendship, to buy sex, to buy... Time to buy whatever, um, impatient, which is evidence of wrong goal, which is what I want as the end result, and my, my long-term desire, the top of the mountain I'm trying to get at, and when I get there, then I can, ah, I made it. Now, I can relax and not do anything else I don't want to do from now on, all right? That's what we think independence is. All right? Guess what? That independence never comes from love A and life A. Never. You may think you've got it, but I've worked with a lot of those people who are filthy rich and have protected themselves behind big walls and huge, huge houses and servants and all kinds of stuff. And almost all those guys and gals that I've dealt with Are pretty doggone miserable, all right. On the other side, what we would see if we're choosing love A as a bad life, which means accepting pain, being dependent on God and what He wants, not necessarily controlling my own end result, real safety, and the best best outcome guaranteed. Well. We've got to change our paradigm. We have to change our life paradigm to love B and life B. Okay? You will never get what you want long term if you're living love A and life A. Never. It is a hamster wheel. It is an illusion. It is a trick. All right. Everything you want comes from love be, grace, grace of God. It's been paid for and available to you. See, uh, Proverbs 10 talked about, okay, if God declares you righteous, here are the 16 things. And if you are blessed, Matthew 5, here are the 9 things, totaling 25 things. right, That, that, God will do in your life and those 25 different areas of your life that cover, I believe, anything and everything that you really want in your heart long term, deep, okay? So you have to change your life paradigm intentionally. And and what does that mean? It means that you understand What I'm trying to explain today, the parable of the sower, if the evil one snatches it away before it can be understood, it will never bear fruit. All right? It has to be understood. So you have to understand these truths, if they are truths. Okay? And you need to find that out for yourself. Don't just accept my word for it. I'm wrong all the time. All right? Okay. But in my opinion, you you have to understand and then change your intention. doesn't mean you're gonna do it right. doesn't mean you're gonna do it well. You may do it horribly for a period of time, all right but same intention even though you're not doing very well. I mean, I grew up in sports and man that's how you that's how everybody did sports. That's how you get better in sports, okay? in baseball, you are one of the best players on the planet if you only fail two times out of three, right? So how do you get to be really good? You, you keep at it. You keep that same intention. Yeah, I'm only, hitting, I'm, only, uh, I'm only hitting one in every five, all right, which is not very good. But my intention is to get to one in three and be really good. So I'm going to keep practicing. I'm going to keep at it. Same thing here. All right. It, it's not about you doing what's right and not doing what's wrong in your own strength. It's not about that. Sin has been paid for. There will be no one in hell because of sin. It's been paid for, All right? It's not even about that anymore. It is about whether you're righteous or not. But that righteousness is not earned. It's given. What percentage of the time? A hundred. So how come almost everyone I talk to who's grown up in the church or uh, religion or whatever is trying to earn the righteousness for the same reasons the Galatians did. And Paul said, who's bewitched you into believing in another gospel? And it was they were going back into legalism. And then the Corinthian church was about to split. And it was because they were going back into legalism. And Paul said, no, 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 do whatever you want. That's the wineskins thing. Do it the way it works for you. But you have to love and accept each other as brothers and sisters, okay? That's love B. That's life B, all right? Pain, come what may, I'm not going to spend my life trying to keep pain away. I can't keep it away. Well, guess what? God sees pain as a positive. It's how he nudges me on that high road to the path I need to be on every single day. All right. Now I miss him all the time, but that's okay. Get back up, brush myself off, start again. All right. So what most people do, just like over here, where you total up and have a percentage, most people have a percentage here too in life A versus life B. And they feel like, okay, if I'm getting pleasure, if I'm getting lots of money, if I'm getting sex, real or virtual, uh, at least enough, if I'm not bored, doing stuff that's fun to me and interesting, and if I've achieved some level of independence, hey, that's a good life. And maybe your percentage is 75% over here and 25% over here. I'm in pain or a lack of pleasure. Uh, I don't feel independent like I've got it all figured out. I feel like I am dependent and need help. Um, I want real safety, but I can't provide that for myself, and we can't, okay? And I sure can't provide the best outcome for myself. So that appears to be the bad life, right? And this is the good. If you're living love A. The problem is this is not the good life. This is the bad life. This is the life of if you do good, you get good, you do bad, you get bad. And so your only hope is to work harder than the next guy to achieve the end results that you want. And then you would say, yeah, I had a good life. I had 75 percent pleasure and not too much pain. I had uh, money. Boy, we really we really measure our life by money, don't we? Because it can buy, we think, so many things. Um, so when I look at my life and say, Oh, 75, 25, it's pretty good, okay? If my percentage is 75, all right? Now, Hope's percentage would probably, again, be 100 and that's why every day for decades she evaluated her day by her to-do list. If she got things done, good day and felt good about herself. Did not get things done, bad day, went to bed feeling guilty, ashamed, etc. All right? Not not so much today, but for decades lived her life that way and most people do. I lived my life that way for several decades. All right? Um we live for the maxim to maximize the check marks and minimize the X marks. We live to maximize the items of life A and minimize for the most part items of life B. The problem is it's the wrong percentage. It's the wrong This is the good life percentage. This is the um, stumbled life. Doesn't mean you're bad, doesn't mean you're not saved, but you fell down. All right? That's okay. All right? Um, And it's not about. It's not even about the percentage you have. It's about what your commitment is. If your commitment is to God, Jesus is your Lord and Savior. You can say that from your heart and mean it. Okay? And I'm committed to what you want for my life long term, even though I mess it up all the time. That commitment gives me 100% to the good. Because God turns around, reading my heart, knowing my heart, knowing my commitment, no matter how many times I mess up, and he gives me his righteousness. Which the Proverbs 10 passage foretold. If God does give you righteousness, here's the 16 areas of life which is pretty much everything that that applies to. And then the Matthew 5 applies as well because one of the 16 is you'll be blessed. And all of the Matthew 5 is if you're blessed, this is what God will do in this area of your life. Okay? So, the truth is that if you're committed to love B, your percentage is zero that you have to do and get right, because it's all been done for you, as long as you're genuinely committed and trying, your percentage over here is choosing life B instead of life A. And so evaluating your life by, okay, how much pain have I gone through God's way instead of the fear way? Okay? When the pain comes, do I uh, and, and immediately try to get that pain to go away, go away no matter what? Blah, 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 blah. Or when the pain comes, do I turn and give it to God? I would be delighted to obey you in this and do my best, even if I fall and don't do it right, if my intention is there and my heart. Okay? So, The real percentage, if I choose Love B, is I have to get zero right, but in God's book I've gotten 100% right because it's done for me and given to me as a gift. And these 25 areas of life, I have the righteousness of Christ. Actually, it says you are the righteousness of Christ. Not just that you have, you are the righteousness of Christ. Uh, I sell CBD as part of my uh, uh, practice in helping people heal from health issues. And our CBD is, uh, is, is nanotechnology, and most of them aren't. And the advantage to nanotechnology is that the molecule is so small that the CBD molecule actually becomes part of the water molecule and is carried along with the water. It's not just carried on the water or in the water. It is now part of the water molecule, which increases the absorption and effectiveness by like 10 times. All right? Well, it's a similar thing here. If I am committed, if my intention is to be obedient, if Jesus is my Lord and Savior, Right then, God gives me righteousness as a gift, and that righteousness becomes part of me. Where I'm not, I don't just have the righteousness; I am the righteousness. You are. It is now part of me, not just carried in me. Becomes part. What does that mean? If it becomes part of me, it becomes my identity, my significance, and security. What does? God declaring me right. Righteous. Even though I, I did not do right. Okay. So, um, there's a false sense of safety living here because you think you're controlling. You're not controlling. The only thing you're doing is keeping yourself from your best outcome, real safety, and the pain-pleasure paradigm that's just right for you, and the pain is enough to keep you moving up higher, 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 higher in your life, but the pain is accompanied by joy and peace instead of anger and stress, etc. cetera, all right? So, I'm gonna end kind of where I ended last week, Do you want your life to work? Whatever you're doing, do you want it to work or do you want it to not work? Do you want to have your best possible life or do you just want to keep going the way you're going? Okay? Well, I believe God in his miracle plan of love before the foundations of the world loved us before the foundation of the world and you and came up with the plan, even though it would cost God what was most painful to him and Jesus, I never would have continued with that if I was God. I'd say, no, 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 let's find another way. I don't like this one. God didn't. Why? Because he loved me so much and you. Even before we were born. Okay? Really amazing. So. If you're living love A, you need to switch to love B. We talked about that weeks ago. If you're living life A, you need to switch to life B. With your intention. Your choice. You're going to mess up over and over and over. That's okay. doesn't matter. That's factored in. That's taken care of. That's already paid for. Alright? But God promises his righteousness. He promises to bless us in pretty much any, every area of our life, our best possible life. The outcome guarantee. Whether it's intentional or unintentional sin, it's covered by grace, and he will make everything work out for my good. If I'm committed to him, no matter how much I'm messing up, and choosing love B and life B be, as best I can. But it's up to him to give me the strength and power to actually do it better and better and better and better. And a lot of times that involves pain to get me to the next level. But pain given to God, handled his way, not this way. Where I control, etc. All right? Um, let's see, we want certainty, right? We want to know that that next step is going to be okay before we take that next step. We want to know the investment's going to work out. We want to know that this plan of action is going to result in success, not failure. God wants uncertainty. (laughs) Why? Because that's faith. Without faith, it's impossible to please him. Everything boils down to belief. Belief is, um, is the umbrella of all faith. Okay? Under the umbrella of belief, you have faith, which is rooted in the past, trust, which is rooted in the present, hope, which is rooted in the future. All right? So it all comes down to belief, which is all three of those. All right? So I want certainty... Why? Because I'm scared of the pain or the lack of pleasure or losing some of these things that I think are really important to me and the way I evaluate my life as being successful or not. All right? God wants uncertainty. Certainty, uh, uh, insisting on certainty means stress and control. And very often you won't get it. And if you do get it, it will not, it will not satisfy you long term. Uncertainty done in faith and commitment to God equals peace and faith. And taking you more and more to your best possible life. Okay? So, where are you? Love A, love B, life A, life B do you need to change your life paradigm the intention okay and then it's up to god to give you the power and strength to do that if you're if you're struggling not being able to do that you need to ask yourself am i really committed or not okay god knows the heart you can't trick him are you really committed no matter what or are you, you know, stick your toe in the water, I'll try this, and if it works for me, I'll keep doing it, but if it doesn't work, I'm going back to life A. Don't even try. It won't work. Alright? It will not work. Ever. Okay? God knows if you are committed or not. He knows the intention and motives of the heart. And that's what he wants. Okay? Okay? so make that your intention your motive even if you don't feel it wake up every morning reconfirm it maybe two or three times a day do some of the healing work we've done to move that negative energy more over to positive so psychological adaptation can grab it and make it uh okay virtually anything and everything okay um and start focusing every day on this is how I measure my life and it being a good life. Not this. This is this stuff is, up, is largely up to God and not my gig. His call. And I choose love be, grace. I get good even if I do bad, even if I don't feel it yet. Even if I never feel it. Because God says it is the truth, whether you feel it or not, and if you're committed to him, he gives you your righteousness, blesses you, etc. Okay, so, how about this week? You start moving toward love be, life be. And, um, the better, better, and maybe even ultimately best version of your life. And then the last little post-it note is watch the false safety, see if you're really truly committed uh, long-term no matter what. But the other one is that we seem to think that, th- that our life is going right if we have lots of pleasure and not much pain, if we're able to be independent, you know, have our life situated, what I want, when I want, not much of what I don't want, we think that's a successful life. The problem is, God never intended this life to be a lot of pleasure and no pain. Alright, that's, that's obvious from Scripture. Pain is everywhere, and it's referred to typically in a good way. Alright, that this is what the tool God uses to mature us to perfect, to our best possible life. What Jesus talked about at the end of the Beatitudes. Be perfect. And James 1 says pain does this, 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 and the end result is the perfect you. But but the perfect you, that doesn't mean all pleasure and no pain. No, it means it means love. It means lots of love. You're committed to love. But you're going to experience pain in that and pleasure in that. Both. But, so, one of the things you've got to get, you got to change in your mind and heart, said, is that this life is supposed to be pleasurable and not painful. It's a lie. That is not the truth. We are supposed to commit to love regardless of the pain or pleasure. That's God's gig, not mine. Uh, One little trapdoor to be aware of is a false sense of security. And that is if you're living life A and things are going well. Okay? You've got lots of money. You've got lots of pleasure. You don't have much pain. uh, You're not bored a lot. You feel like you're independent and can rule your own life. All right, that will tend to make you feel secure. The problem is, it's a lie. All right, you're not secure at all with this stuff. I mean, you could absolutely, in the next 10 minutes, have absolute disaster. All right, where over here is the outcome guarantee no outcome guarantee here or in Love A. Okay. So watch that false sense of security based on how the pain and pleasure things of your life are going. This is how you should be evaluating your life. Okay. Have a wonderful, blessed day.